to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jay Care, founder of LaunchPeer. And today we're going to be talking about what should you do if your significant other, your spouse, the person closest to you doesn't really believe in your startup idea. How do you approach that? How do you talk to them about it? Do you work on it anyway? Like, how should you like work through this situation that you're in where the person that you trust the most and they trust you the most doesn't really believe in what it is that you're trying to build? Today's question comes from Dean in Washington, D.C. He writes in, I've been working on a business plan for almost a year now for an industrial automation controls business. I've been doing general business development tasks like working on my designs, operations processes, and talking to potential clients, waiting for the right moment to invest capital for our first project. I spoke with my spouse last night to see what her thoughts were, and she said she had no faith in the project. What do I do? Have you ever been in this situation? What was your experience? Hey Dean, thanks for your question. I think a lot more founders go through this than they admit. So first, I appreciate you actually writing in the question, because I think a lot of people listening to this are probably going through a very, very similar situation. Now, I can't say that I really had this problem with LaunchPeer. I married and started the company with my wife. And, you know, she was my co-founder from the very beginning. And so obviously she wouldn't have been my co-founder if she didn't believe in the idea. But I can't say that was true for all the other ideas that I had previously. Okay. Now, there's a few ways to handle a situation like this, and I know it sucks, okay? So, I definitely sympathize with the situation you're in. I've had a lot of friends who were in the same situation. We have a lot of founders here at LaunchPeer who we work with who are in the same situation. And it's not easy knowing that the person who you love the most, presumably love the most, right, Uh, (laughs) doesn't believe in what you're trying to build. So, let's talk about some things about the situation that I would want to know before giving a concrete answer. And then I'm going to make some assumptions and tell you what what I would do if I was in your shoes. So just because someone doesn't believe in the idea doesn't mean that they don't want you to build it. Okay. So from Dean's question, all I really know is that she doesn't have faith in the project. It doesn't sound like she, and I don't know from this, but it doesn't sound like she said, I don't want you to spend money on it. I don't want you to build it. I don't want you to go try. It doesn't sound like she said any of that stuff. And so there's two ways, like two scenarios that this can branch out off of. So I'm going to talk about each scenario. Scenario one is she didn't say those things and is okay with you trying something, but just doesn't really think it's going to work. That's fine. I think that's a pretty normal reaction for most spouses, especially if your spouse isn't an entrepreneur. Not everyone is willing to take risks. And for a lot of people, you're going to find that when you tell them about your idea, the first reaction they're going to have is the reasons why it won't work. And I don't think that's bad advice if it's coming from a place of love. Like if they're telling you this because they are worried about you spending time and energy and effort on something that they personally don't think is going to work. So if that's the case and she just told you, look, I don't believe in this idea. I don't think it's going to work, but I'm not stopping you from actually doing it. I'm not telling you not to spend money. I'm not telling you not to go try. I just don't think it's going to work. If that's the scenario you're in, then all you have to do is prove her wrong. That's it. 
build something very, very small, go get your first customer, go do a survey, get a bunch of other people to say like, yes, I want this or yes, here's my money. Take it. Once you do that, then you're going to be fine. And that's actually the step I did when I first started launch periods. Okay. I don't know if this is going to work and I don't want to throw all of my family's money into something that I don't know if it's going to work. So I'm going to go get my first customer before I quit my job, before I do take any of those steps that are going to impact my family. Let me just go see if anyone's willing to pay me money to build their startup. And it, they did. And so it was much easier for me to have a conversation at that point because then you, they can't say that I don't believe in the idea. You've made money off of it or you've had people sign up for it or people are using it or whatever the situation is that you're in, whatever you're building. Once you've done that, it's very hard for that person to then say, I don't believe in this. Like, okay, well, that's great. Someone's paying me money for it. So that's an opinion, but this is going to work. So that's one scenario. Once you've done that, if they still don't believe in it, then that's more of a personal or psychological problem. And typically if that's the case, and from what I've seen, it's less about them not believing in the idea and more about them just not believing in entrepreneurship in general. There's not a lot of people who are entrepreneurial in this world. There's a lot of people who love talking about their ideas. There's a lot of people who love listening to podcasts like this. There's a lot of people who love reading business books. A lot of people who love going to work Monday through, well, not love it. They hate going to work Monday through Fridays. And so they talk about how, oh, I could do this or I could do that, or I'm going to go start this or I'm going to start that. But are never willing to take the risk of actually leaving and going and doing something else. And that's happened to me before. I actually had a co-founder at Launchpeer. Me and my wife had a different co-founder at Launchpeer when we started the company whose spouse didn't believe in the company. And so like at the very last minute, after we had already gotten a customer, two customers, we were supposed to both quit. Like all of us were supposed to quit and go work on this full time. And his wife just told him, no, you're not going to do it. I don't care. Like this isn't something you're going to do. And he basically agreed, like, I can't quit and work on a startup unless I'm making probably four times more than what we could have paid at a startup. And like, it just wasn't going to happen. Some people are just not entrepreneurs. And no matter how much you convince them, no matter how much evidence you show them, no, how, no, no matter how successful you get, they will still believe that what you're doing is not the right thing to do, that you should just go work a full-time job and do something else. So that might be the situation your spouse is in. And the only way to prove her wrong is by putting money in your bank account. Okay. So that's scenario one. Scenario two is she has no faith in your idea, but also in addition to that is telling you, you will not spend any of our money on this. You will not like spend any of your resources on this. You will not quit your job. You will not go full time. When you're in a situation like that, it's a much harder one to get out of, especially if you're getting to the point where you need to spend money to show that this thing will work. The way that I would handle this <laughs> tactically, sit down and think about how much money you can realistically spend of your own before it starts impacting your family. So I'll give you an example, right? Let's say that you are thinking about buying a new car, like your car's beat up, it's 10 years old and you and your spouse have been thinking about buying a new car for a while. Well, instead of buying the new car, you could say, look, I know that I've been wanting a new car for a while and my car's beat up and it's junk, but instead of buying a new car, I'm going to sacrifice and I'm just going to fix it and make it work and use the money we were going to spend on the new car and put it towards this business. Or, Hey, I eat out every day at breakfast and lunch and you know, I don't need to do that anymore. I want to use that money that I was going to use for that and instead put it towards building this thing and trying to get my first customer. 
once you do that and you get your first customer and your second customer and you start making revenue, then you can move on to spending the money that's already in your company's bank account. Doing that method is going to stop you from building certain types of startups, but it's not going to stop you from being an entrepreneur. It's just going to stop you from building a company that's not profitable because the only money that you're going to be able to spend if you're in that situation is small amounts of money to get something off the ground, which means you're probably not going to be able to build like this huge tech startup that has like a thousand features and is going to cost you fifty dollars to $100,000 to build. You're probably going to have to build something smaller, like a very, very small SaaS product or a service business where you can just throw up a website and try to get your first couple customers. When you're an entrepreneur, you need to figure out ways to make it work. And there's going to be obstacles no matter what. Your obstacle at this point is, if that's the scenario you're in, is just money. That's it. Because your time is your time. Your money is your family's money. So you need to figure out a way way for your business to make money so you can actually use that money to grow. And then there's no objections. The only objection at that point might just be, I really just don't want you working on this. That's what your spouse could say. And at that point, it's more of a marriage counseling issue than it is an entrepreneur startup issue. And I personally cannot help you with that. (laughs) But if I was in that scenario, I would be looking at what's the fastest way I can launch something that's going to make me money without spending money to actually do it. Starting Launchpeer, I didn't need any money to do it. We threw up a website. I went to a few networking events. I talked to people. I convinced some people that we could actually build what they wanted us to build. They paid us to do it. And I used that money, reinvested it into the business and kept going after that. And sure, there were some times in that first couple years, and I'm very open about this, where we had to take money out of our personal account and put it into the business and things were going well. We had to take on some debt and all this other stuff until we got to the point where we could grow really, really fast. And it took some time. You're just not going to be able to do that. So you need to be thinking through this whole time, like, what can I do to make sure that I'm profitable and have enough profitability to get this thing off the ground and replace my income, quit, go full time, and it doesn't affect my family at all? Because if you do that, then there is no excuses. There's no reason for your spouse at that point to say, I don't want you to do this. If it has no negative impact on you, has no negative impact on your family. But at the end of the day, you want your spouse bought into whatever it is that you're doing. And if that means going to marriage counseling, if that means sitting down and having a real conversation about what you want out of life, what your goals are, what your family's goals are, what her goals are, or if you're listening to this and you're a woman, what his goals are, whatever, whoever your significant other is, it doesn't matter. You should sit down when you're thinking about doing something like this and talk to them about it. Most entrepreneurs that I know weren't born entrepreneurs. Sure, they had some entrepreneur traits and, you know, throughout life, like there might've been glimpses of the fact that like they were more entrepreneur than the average person. But I didn't start off, like I didn't meet my wife and I wasn't already an entrepreneur. Like I became an entrepreneur. When I met my wife, and I'll use this as an example, when I met my wife, I wasn't thinking about joining the military. Like she didn't think she was marrying an army guy, which meant I was going to be gone for long periods of time and all this stuff. We had to sit down and have a conversation about what I wanted out of my life and what I wanted for our family. And once she knew that, and I was very open and transparent about what I wanted out of all of it, she was very, very supportive of me joining the military. And it was the same way with the company. And so if you haven't done that already, if you're just like building things at night and trying to launch things and just doing random stuff without have having, without have already had a conversation with your spouse and saying, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to build a company. I want freedom for our family. You know, whatever it is that your goals are, if you haven't done that yet, you need to do it because you need to have your spouse bought in to whatever it is that you're doing. They don't need to be hundred percent bought in. They don't need to be your co-founder. They don't need to be working you know, late nights and weekends with you. 
but they need to respect the fact that you're working on something that's going to benefit you and also benefit your family, hopefully in the long term. But anyway, Dean, hopefully that helps. I know it's a really, really frustrating situation uh, to be in. A lot of founders that we've worked with here at Launchphere have gone through similar situations, maybe not with a spouse, but with someone in their life who's like not totally cool with what it is that they're working on. My honest opinion with that is just prove them wrong. Like I've gone through life and there's been a lot of times when people were like, oh, that's a stupid idea. Even with launch period, like you can't work with startups. Startups have no money, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, and I believed it at first and it hurt our business. And so as you're going through this, just think, how can I prove them wrong? How can I prove my spouse wrong? How can I prove the investors wrong? How can I prove my mentors wrong, advisors wrong, whoever it is in your life that's telling you you can't do something or shouldn't do something? Think about how you can prove them wrong and do it. So anyway, thanks, Dean. Good luck with everything. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. I have two big announcements for you. First, if you haven't joined Launch Club yet, it's our private Facebook group that has tons of entrepreneurs and founders who are trying to build, launch, and scale their startups. The community is new and we're trying to get more and more founders into it. So if you're interested, go to launchpeer.club to sign up. Also, our team's writing a book and it's almost done. We hope to ship the book out in November. If you're interested, go to launchrecipes.com where we're profiling 40 of the biggest startups of the 21st century and really documenting how they went from zero to one customer, one to 10 customers and the exact tactics they used to do that. So if you want to claim your free book, go to launchrecipes.com.